You're listening to 1590 Afterwards, or is it KVTA Afterwards? We call it both. But the main thing is make sure that you find us. We're available on all the major podcasting networks. If you've looked on a podcasting network and you didn't see us, then you need to reach out to me because I can fix that. That's right. We can make it happen here. Uh, this morning we talked about a lot of uh, cool stuff. We'll, we'll get to your, boy, the card show's just coming up quicker and quicker. Like as time progresses, this always happens. But it's weird. We're talking about it. Now October's three weeks away. It was it really, it was, I'm sitting and I'm looking at emails going, wow, how did this all happen like this quick? And it, it really is. And now, so now I wake up, it's the first thing I think about and I don't stop thinking about it until I'm fast asleep. And it's the second one, but it'll be a thousand times better from a successful event because now you got it dialed in, you got a bunch of new people coming in because everybody wants to see somebody, let Mikey try it, and mm -hmm. then they see the great success, and now this is gonna be full blown. You've got some really interesting autograph uh, sessions available. We'll get to those in just a little bit. So folks, yes, that's a teaser, a cliffhanger. You must stay tuned. Uh, this is the mean part of me. Do you know what schadenfreude is? Schadenfreude. It's it a great familiar. word. Schadenfreude is the joy that some people get of seeing other people suffering or misadventures. Schadenfreude. It's a big psychological thing. I'm sure somebody in um, you know, is where, it specifically where, where for Freud when, was from. Is it specifically for thinking that they deserved those misfortunes? Because I, that's what I would. There could be a little bit of that, but also for the darker side of people, well, I didn't have it so good. So it's good to see them. Yeah. You know, it's that type of thing. Schadenfreude is a great word that we could all could and should use. Well, the internet has dealt a lot with schadenfreude, kind of like America's Funniest Home Videos did, because they always said schadenfreude on America's Funniest Home Video was man getting hit you know where by yeah. batted baseball. It was always that. So it was funny to see somebody go through something that was actually a little bit of pain. Every Here's, time you saw a T-ball tee, you knew exactly where this video was yeah, headed. Yeah, every <laughs> single time. And there's um, there's another whack blank, the whack bad word, F word, whack, say it in your head. That It's a big thing they're doing now. And something bad always happens. So that's the schadenfreude of the internet. Here's where my schadenfreude does come through. When you're at a place like Yellowstone, the animals you see out there are wild and they're big, strong, powerful beasts. So when people go up and they're disturbing this wildlife, you know, it should be enough of a joy that you're allowed to get kind of near them, but let them go on with their gig and do their thing. But people think they can like walk up and pat them on the nose and it's gonna be okay. And sometimes <laughs> things happen. Now, I don't want anybody severely injured, but I want them terrified. <laughs> I think that's pretty cool. Now, here's the Enough to not do it again, at least. It, yeah, and say, hey, there went my selfie. My <laughs> selfie with the, um, with the elk or whatever it was. So Yellowstone Tours. Now, I, you can take a look at this. I had never known about the Grand Prismatic. Now, this is a walking path that they have built around some of the hot springs. And it's supposed to be just gorgeous because of the oh. chemical, the natural chemicals that come through there. It's like uh, an aurora borealis in the water. It's supposed to be fantastic. So 99% of the people behave and they stay on the path. Other people occasionally take off their shoes and they go walking. What they don't realize, if you break through the uh, what nature offers for walking, you go into water that could be like, you know, very, very, very hot. And so they have this, the number one killer of people at Yellowstone Park is the hot springs. It's not any of the animals. It's not people falling off something while they're hiking. It is the hot springs because people don't deal with this appropriately. Does it at least cook you up good so the animals yeah, can use your resources? Right. Yeah, so at least they have a nice <laughs> broiled snack. And this is, but it just, 
when I'm at these places, because I really do enjoy the great outdoors, but I'm also, if they say don't walk there, I don't walk there. Yeah. You know, like if on um, Wainimi Beach, where Stephen Gama goes a lot of times, there are certain parts of the dunes you're not supposed to walk through because there's either nesting grounds or just very sensitive plants. Just don't go there. You're mm-hmm. not supposed to. But they, they showed this. I'm going, please, 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 please. Oh, and it didn't happen. Dang it. <laughs> so my schadenfreude wasn't rewarded with this, but I am fascinated by people who always have to do that thing and step over the rope and just... I think our Schadenfreudism brought us closer together. I think. Do you remember we used to talk about from a very early age? You would watch the thing where the guy on the motorcycle tried to jump over a a, a, a pit or something. And I, like I said, a lot of people root for the motorcycle. I root root for the pit. It's just a different team. You can't get mad at me just because you know my results a little bit different. And dude has to go to Kaiser. You know? Yeah, and and there's he ain't got that. And there are some times when I see stunts, we have the X Games here, and I see some of these kids do things. The one that's still, I'm looking and saying that's Photoshop, but once I'm, I saw it live, so I knew it couldn't be. When they jump and they actually leave the bike and they'll oh, like grab yeah. the seat and pull it back underneath, I'm thinking, how? Somehow I see that in a completely different way. I see that as such an art and, and such skill when they do that. It's, it's more the guy that's like, I'm going to drive through. The, oh, the, my favorite example was the dude that set a tunnel of fire. He he set he literally set like a 200 out of plywood, built, didn't talk to anybody about the fact that it was going to choke out your motorcycle and it wasn't going to be able to run because there's no oxygen. Drove straight into it, and he wasn't even in there like half a second. He goes flying out of the side of it. It was a perfect uh, fraud and hooching moment for me. You know? The other shot in Freud is knucklehead <laughs> with a pile of wood that pours a gallon of gas on it. And you're saying, wait yeah. for it. Because anybody who's ever seen gasoline burn at a rate of like a gallon or more, it's different. Uh, so those are our moments. Don't want anybody injured. But no. I have to admit, what were you thinking? Yeah. You know, what was going on there? So schadenfreude at Yellowstone. Apparently, it is a frequent Event now we got to talk about the space program a little bit because we had that on this morning near and dear to my heart because my birthday is July 16th and that was uh, when the first rocket to put people on the moon two men uh, took off that's when it launched it was on my birthday and it was really cool because it was all around and I was intensely into this rocketry stuff and landing on the moon because it did take off on my birthday one of the countries that now has a module on the moon is India. Oh. Now, I'm going to sound horribly backwards here. I knew brilliant people come out of India. You know, look at how many doctors we have in America that are from India. Mm -hmm. Look at spelling bee champs from India. Genius population, literally genius level. Smartest people on the world. I, I didn't know they were at the moon. Yeah. I'm such a dummy. I didn't know. And they did something remarkable where they had their landing craft land on the moon and once it landed, it actually took off again. Now, it only moved over like four or five feet. But what they were trying to prove was they can send something to the moon, have it land there, and then kind of frog hop around the moon and check out different areas. Oh, wow. And again, I'm so, I don't think it's too bad. But, you know, are, are Germans going after it? I don't know. What are they doing? But well, when you think of India as an American, what do we see? We always see the really the, we always see the really the images of everybody crammed into these the slum these homes scene. that are falling apart. Yeah. And it really is. There's the two parts of it, though. There's really a very wealthy 
parts, and there's just as many people that are wealthy. They have a caste system that is rather rugged, mm-hmm. if you look at that. But uh, I just, I had no clue. So informed by my own show. Imagine that. <laughs> nice. I, I, I didn't know that. Uh, but it's a remarkable feat, and there's just more people going up there, and they say India could end up being the leader in space, especially local like the moon. Wow. So uh, I thought that was something else. I saw your photo that you put up uh, as a youngster when you ran the Hawaii Marathon. Oh, yeah. I was wearing, did you see the shoes I was wearing? Yeah. I was wearing the Reebok, the ones that you pump up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basketball shoes, not the best idea for a marathon for those of you. <laughs> not a lot of hoops while you're going through. But here's another one because this, this is just kind of a stupid, funny thing. Now, when you were there, did they have chip timing? They must have, right? The thing you tie into your your shoots. So when you you go along, the I believe course. it was I believe it was a little piece of thing that was on the back yeah. of your your number. I don't yeah, think, the, I don't think we actually I think it was attached to our number. Yeah, there's different ways they do it. Chip time. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you just tie it into your shoe, but that's one too. It's on your bib, and that's how they know. Now, one of the things that's great about chip timing is, you know your exact time mm-hmm. because the problem with the race is in the old days when they said go. If you were back 10,000 people, it took you a while to get up to the starting line. So you had to be really good at starting your own timer. With chip timing, once you cross, that's when your time starts. It also lets people stagger the start a little better, too. You don't have as Mm -hmm. many people standing at the front trying to push each other over to start. And (laughs) you put the elite people in the front corral. And you've always got one dummy who's, uh, who's just not available and people are running. They don't realize how fast. You know, when a runner is running a world-class time, they're under a five-minute mile for 26 miles. Say that to yourself a few times. Mm-hmm. They're running under five-minute miles for 26 miles. It's pretty radical. But in Mexico City, they had a marathon. Do you remember Rosie Ruiz? It's, it's a little uh, esoteric. It's for a runner thing. She was uh, a woman who ran two marathons, and uh, one was in Chicago, one was in New York. She cheated on them. Right, okay, And yeah. they used to have people that would say, okay, didn't see her go through. They would have cameras occasionally like this. In, I believe, the Chicago, she actually took the subway. And uh, she had a really good time. Um, amazing that she had a good time <laughs> doing that. So she was the standard in runners. You know, oh, you pulled a Rosie Ruiz, did you? Because one of the things with marathons – a lot of them, when they're smaller, aren't as well marked. So people can't screw up not mm-hmm. following the chalk marks that show you where to turn. But in Mexico City, they had a recent marathon there. It's a very famous one. A lot of people get into this one. They figured 11,000 people cheated. <laughs> it's like baseball. We'll let them all in the whole thing. Yeah. It's like, okay, whatever. It's crazy. 30,000 people entered the race, 11,000 wide skies. So when I read this, I thought, oh, come on. They, they got let off on it, but they say no. They specifically and directly cheated just to uh, have the thing up that says, you know, I ran a marathon in 310 instead of the 450 that they would have run it in. And a lot of people just want that placage. They want the signage that says they achieved this marathon greatness. But when I saw the number 11,000 typo, no. It's a common thing. One of the most famous instances, I'm sure you remember this, it was uh, the Dunder Mifflin race for a cure for rabies, and there was a few of the contestants. They hopped right into an Uber and met, met everybody else at the finish line. It seemed kind of unfair at the time, but you, you can kind of see where Meredith and, and, and Stanley and, and Phyllis were kind of like, you know, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go get something to eat and let everybody else finish the race. And how far is a five K? 
<laughs> 5,000 miles. Yeah, the final, I think it's yeah. 5,000 miles. Yeah, yeah. I think that was it. That was Pretty sure it. that's what it is. A, an office reference this morning. Oh, and it was. Um, and it um, wasn't circular. They just went 5K from the office. Yeah, so at yeah. the end of the race, they were, they were really far, far from the yeah. office. Um, Gloria Gaynor's birthday today. Oh, my goodness. I will survive. My anthem. Yeah. Yep, I will survive. If you want to learn CPR, <laughs> it's the afraid. best song. It's the best song to do. Yeah, that's right. Another office reference in one show. So let's talk about your big event that you're coming up. This is going to be a blast. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. We've got our big sports collectors expo. And it's just, there's, it's so funny because now I'm at the point where everything's coming together and there's so many things that you don't really know which parts to talk about. You know, I have a bunch of fighters that are coming through. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, I highly recommend somebody that maybe isn't necessarily a fan of that sport to get to know a fighter, to go and just talk to him. What, what, you would be surprised. You know, because you've met a lot of them and spent a lot of time. Mm-hmm. The level of discipline, commitment, and usually they're some of the kinder people, and they, they're, they're people people. You know, they train in teams. It's a, it's not an individual sport as much as it looks like. This is, it's really a, a supportive environment, and it's, it's kind of. I think a lot of. A lot of us can learn from the way that they live their lives. You know, there's, you wake up and it's a, it's a day of discipline today. I, I have to go do this kind of training and then I have to go over here and do this kind of training and they rely on each other and they, it's just a really a beautiful thing and it's a beautiful sport. It really is. And the other thing about fighting, when you talk about clutch sports, there's sports like tennis where it's you on the court and that guy on the court, her on the court, her on the court, and you're the only ones out there and yeah. everybody sees you. Imagine your ego in a fight when you're in a ring and you're the only ones and you get beat up, you lose, or you lose a close one, a tough match. That's a sport that really takes nerve, guts, you know, fortitude, whatever. What, what did Howard Coe say? Intestinal fortitude. Yeah. That was one of his big things. And you're really carrying everybody with you into that into that ring. I mean, I, I, I've been there where I've seen friends get popped to where you see the life kind of leave their face a little bit and it's something where your heart sinks and I'm like imagine what his wife and children feel imagine what the coaches feel Mm -hmm. after all that hard work like it's a and and so going in they know that they know they're carrying all that on their shoulders and they're okay with that they're they're like okay I will I've got you I'm going to do this for you it's just a cool thing the coordination of a fighter too that's why if somebody knows how to box don't get in a fight with them. No. Don't get in a fight with them, no matter how good you think you are. It is the sweet science. It is a very, very difficult sport. So that's another a bonus, seeing those folks there. And a show that I start on, just one episode. But I start on the Judge oh, Judy yeah. show once. And you have somebody who I uh, really liked. He was a wonderful man. Yeah, he's a good dude. And I'm pretty sure that the only reason that he was going to make this show was because he knew that one of his co-stars was going to yes. be here. But yeah, Mr. Uh, Petri Bird, who's a Sacramento guy, believe it or not. And I'd met him a few times up in Sacramento. And just, a, a, like you said, wonderful, down-to-earth guy. You get into a conversation with him, you'll completely forget that you've seen him on TV every single day of your life forever. Um, just a really super guy. He's going to be there. He's... Uh, he has a bunch of different pictures from his time throughout uh, Judge Judy. You can pick one up and you know buy one from him, and, and he'll sign it for you, take pictures. It's just a cool little meet and greet. Um, it's going to be a really fun thing to have him there along with our fighters. My friend Elaine Ballas, she's been in, I think she was in a bunch of Mel Brooks movies. I want to say eight maybe. She was in a lot of them. And uh, she's going to be there. She has a book that she put together. It's really cool. She's, uh, she's trying to help people. Um, kind of write their memoir because because things get lost you know we, we wait until 
after dad's dead before we come up with the questions we really wanted to ask him. And, and the way Elaine's kind of designed this book, and it'll probably fit in with our, our mental health friends over at Turning Point, uh, the way she's kind of designed this book is that it's all laid out for you. So you can just kind of it guide you through it, and then you have it, and then that's something that you can leave behind for your children or whoever else that might want to know about your legacy. That's awesome. And one reason why I think he might remember me. He won't remember me. But my, I think my case was unique to the show because it involved Weird Al Yankovic. Oh. And I think he might remember that attachment. I know, this guy, how many shows do you think he's yeah. taped? Oh, how yeah. How many shows? Yeah. It's a week, a daily show uh, that went on for decades. That's and, a 25 year show for and sure, right? And doesn't she do the thing too? Like, I know when I, I was, I did Dr. Phil, I did about six episodes of Dr. Phil, six episodes of The Doctors. And the way those shows shot was they shot Tuesday and Wednesday, and they would yeah. shoot four episodes one day and three to six episodes the next day. And I'm sure they do that on Judge Judy. They probably, as a half-hour show, they probably just run through. They probably do six, seven it's episodes clockwork. a day. It's, it's clockwork, and it's really well done. I lost. <laughs> and they don't edit it. Isn't it kind of like tape, what they call live to film, where it's this is the way, the, the order that it happens, the timing it happens is the way it's going to go on TV. They didn't edit anything but my last um, – utterance yeah if you're funny they'll edit yeah. it out my, they edited it out when i i made a noise and it got a big laugh but that's <laughs> that's chopped everybody in the courtroom laughed when i did it but it got chopped we'll talk about that a little more 1630 has flown by yeah so thanks for listening to 1590 afterwards by the way we'll be doing at least one recording of 1590 afterwards live in front of our friends there at the ventura expo maybe petri bird is a guest could you imagine that oh, How that'd fun be would awesome that be? that'd be very awesome yeah. we might have to go 1730 yeah, well, yeah, we'll go into a couple seconds of overtime for sure. So thanks for listening to 1590 Afterwards. Be sure to hit that like and subscribe button and tell your friends because we love talking to you and we'd love to keep this stuff coming to you.